You're listening to the Teen Entrepreneur Podcast, where you'll hear about the startups teens have created and learn about their struggles and successes along the way. I'm your host, Melissa, and today's guest is Varun. Varun is a teen entrepreneur based in Austin, Texas, and is the founder of Fermion Speaker Series. So glad that you could join us today. Why don't you give everyone an introduction to what the Fermion Speaker Series is and who y'all work with? Hi, uh, it's so nice to be here. I'm Varun, and the Fermion Speaker Series is a nonprofit based in Austin that works towards helping Austin's high school students find a specific passion in the broad field of science. Because so many of today's students aren't exactly sure of specific fields that are available to them and the intricacies of each one, this allows local professionals to come and speak to these students and allows them to participate in personal, engaging, and inspirational conversation. Yeah, that sounds super cool. So why did you decide to start the Fermion Speaker Series? Actually, until just six months ago, I wasn't sure of what I wanted to do in my future. I just knew that STEM careers sounded quite cool. And I guess that's what made me realize that so many other people have the same dilemma. They have interests, but no way to express them. Let's go a little more in depth into the Fermion Speaker Series. What type of guests do you invite to come and speak? So far, um, we've had two speakers and... I believe that we have a third and fourth lined up at the moment as well. Our first speaker was Dr. Richard Aldrich, who's a neuroscientist and molecular biologist at the University of Texas at Austin. And our second was Katrina Real, a director of data science at HomeAway.com. Both have uh, graduate and doctorate degrees, and they're both very, very interested in speaking to students and have given very important advice. So what about the third and the fourth speaker? Who do you have coming up? Currently, we have Dr. David Hoffman, who will be our next speaker in August. And he's actually gone through many science fields, and that's why we were so interested in having him come and speak. Initially, I think he consistently went through chemistry, and then he moved towards nuclear magnetic resonance, later physics, and then biochemistry. In the future, he's planning on partnering up with the astrobiology department at UT and getting it off its feet. So what made you start getting interested in STEM from a young age? From a young age, I found that science was something that really stood out to me. I liked logical sciences, especially like chemistry, which has a very heavy math background. And I think that's why computer science also appeals to me so much. I really like the idea of working around with the unknown. And I guess that's why STEM seems so appealing. Can you talk a little bit more about the some of the struggles you faced when starting the Fermion Speaker Series? There's actually a few that, I mean, even now are continuing. First off, definitely the idea of not having enough financial support comes to mind because as a nonprofit, we require funding from many locations. And the status that we have as a 501c3 requires to have uh, one-third of our funding come from public support. What that means is that we have to have government institutions, other nonprofits, or individuals provide us with one-third of the money that we receive. And so since corporate social responsibility doesn't come into that field, it's made it more difficult for us to meet the requirements of a 501c3. 
So how did you first get started in your entrepreneurial journey? Is this one of the first business ventures that you've taken on or have you always been involved within the business side? This is one of the first business ventures that I've taken on. Although I have had my fair share of leadership positions and I guess outgoing ventures, this is the first thing I've really taken into my own hands. And so I've found struggles along with that, but also I found it very intriguing and it's, I've certainly learned a lot. What sort of struggles have you faced along the way? Along with the idea of financial support, I guess choosing a core team was something that I found to be more difficult than I had first expected. In fact, I, I don't know. I was trying not to be certainly picky with the people that I wanted to be on my team. But I found that uh, many people's strengths come together. And I find that to be pretty important. Uh, of course, at first, I, I didn't see that happening. It, it was interesting to see even conflict between team members at first. What do you think makes a good team, a good like cohesive team in your opinion? A good cohesive team, I think that's, that's mainly created because of communication. Of course, there's like patience and tolerance that come to mind, but without the ability to communicate ideas, feelings, and even disagreements, there's not room for a company to succeed. And... How big is your team right now? We've actually just added a couple more members, so I think we're at 11 And for someone who's doing a nonprofit venture like this for the first time and having a pretty large team of 11 people, how do you manage to hold yourself accountable and hold Even your team accountable? Even though I try not to let there be a hierarchy, I suppose that in some way me being the executive director has given me the ability to support others while also having them be accountable for their actions. To keep myself accountable, on the other hand, I set deadlines for myself and I actually am looking for a mentor right now. As I had one before, they were very, very helpful in guiding me throughout this journey. One thing that I found super helpful as starting some sort of business in high school is the fact that people are super willing to help you out. So whenever I look for a mentor, let's say for like marketing or something, I'll just email a couple marketing people. I'll find their email addresses off LinkedIn. And then I just say like, could you help out a high school startup? And people are more than happy to help you out. So I think that's one of the benefits as starting something as a teenager is the fact that you get experience from such a young age and you get people who are willing to help you out. So let's go back to the communication part a little bit. How does your team have good communication? Are there certain platforms that you use? Most of our communication is actually done over Slack. It's very common for many, many companies. I know for a fact that HomeAway uses it, as well as TEDx Youth at Austin Group. I see it in many, many places, and I feel like that's definitely contributed to the ease of communication that we feel. Also, I believe that in-person meetings are equally important to communicating quickly and efficiently. In person, there's so much body language communication that doesn't really come across and that can help in making team decisions. In the world of STEM, is there something that 
you know, everyone says is right, but you disagree with? I disagree with the belief that STEM has to be restricted to STEM. I know that some people think that as far as STEM goes, it's only science, technology, engineering, and math. And perhaps, like, some people make it STEAM and put art in there as well. But there's so much that goes into all of those fields. Science is broad as it is, and then technology encompasses so much that really something like graphic design fits into STEM because it's the use of technology along with mathematics. Regarding, for me on speaker series a little bit, I know a lot of people who have ventured into some sort of STEM nonprofit helping other people become more educated and aware of STEM. And so was there anything like the Fermion Speaker series before or why did you start your own versus deciding to join a team that maybe already had something similar to this? As far as I know, there's not one in my local Austin area that allows me to experience the same sort of talk. I don't think I would find the same like career advice and insights from local professionals themselves. They've really gone through the experiences of high school and then after that undergraduate, graduate, and perhaps even further degrees. I think that their education experience provides input that I couldn't really find elsewhere here. Is there an example of something that you've you've learned from one of the speakers that you've found to be extremely meaningful and impactful? Definitely. In our first talk, actually, Dr. Richard Aldrich said something which really stood out to me, and I hadn't heard it before. He said that while taking biological math and biological physics for people going into biochemical or just biological fields is seen to be as the right way to go, it's not necessarily that way. Taking the math for physicists and the physics that's required for physicists may teach you to think abstractly and that allows you to make better decisions when you're forming your own experiments and in the future venturing out into research on your own. Tell me about a time where something surprising happened when you were creating the Fermion Speaker Series when you least expected it to. We were immediately able to have three or four local screen printing shops offer us a discount or even a small donation towards our team shirts. It, it was odd because although we'd seen in-kind donations been, I guess, gladly mentioned before, this was really something that we appreciated. And it showed how much local companies are willing to support local ventures. And now let's talk a little bit more about the fact that you are in high school. So do you think starting something like this in high school is, or even as a teen, is an advantage or a disadvantage? Starting something like this in high school is, uh, it has its pros and cons for sure. I mean, for example, it does take up a lot of time. That's something that I don't have as much of anymore. Time, I'm usually very busy now in many facets of the operation, and there's so much I'm doing for it at the moment. But also, 
I've learned so much. I don't think that I would be able to start a company in the future with the same efficiency had I not made some effort to start something of my own now. Kind of going off of that, for someone who's in high school, how do you find the time to balance school and Fermi on Speaker Series? There's this app called Forest, and it's pretty great. doesn't let you use your phone, and I, I really appreciate that. Shout out to the people who made Forest. That was very informal, but I mean, it's the truth. <laughs> I find that I can definitely focus if I balance the things that all also de-stress me. For example, I enjoy exercising as well as my band program, which does take up plenty of time, but being involved in something that also releases stress allows me to balance the amount of time I have because I can stay focused for longer. What about, what about junior year coming up? How, how are your thoughts on kind of battling academics with band and Fermion? It's certainly going to be difficult. I'll acknowledge that at times it is going to be trying, but I will have a lot of fun balancing everything that I have on my plate at the moment. My thoughts are regarding junior year specifically. I think that it's definitely going to be difficult, but I don't think that anyone should be discouraged from doing something that they are passionate about or want to be passionate about. In a lot of cases, I find that people are generally not so passionate about things, but they know that they would want to be passionate about something. And in that case, they should just pursue it. I didn't know the Fermion Speaker Series was going to mean so much to me initially, but now it and does. how do you decide what to prioritize? Of course, grades are something that is always necessary to keep up. But aside from that, I, I've actually created a list and it's almost like a to-do list and I update it with all of my tasks, but it's prioritized by everything that I need to do. And I find that making a to-do list that I can just easily and quickly edit every time a new task comes up makes it easier for me to complete the tasks later when I have time. Do you not feel overwhelmed when you create a to-do list? Because for me, my to-do list is like 50 things long. And so whenever I look at it, I end up getting super overwhelmed about everything that I have to do. This isn't, for the most part, a tip or anything, but as a person, I don't find myself getting stressed very easily. When I do, it's obviously not fun because I'm not used to it, but I'm not a person that is easily stressed. And I guess those are the cards I was dealt, and I like to take advantage of that in the most beneficial way that I can. But we all procrastinate to some extent. I just... I've guess I have begun to put more effort into not doing that. Is there another personal habit that you have that you think also really contributes to your success? I would say just trying to be, although it, this is very cliche, of course, but trying to be the best person that you can at any point in time and not just in relation to your interactions with other people, but just doing the correct thing at that point in time makes me feel very satisfied and that allows me to continue doing that and the more practice I have staying on task and doing things that I don't necessarily want to do at that moment the more it's easier to do those certain things. If I don't want to do something I think that's where my procrastination comes in and then 
if I find myself having some sort of deadline, I think that really helps with that. What is the best piece of advice that you could give to a teen or just anyone in general who's looking to start a project and start something that they're passionate about? Where do you start? I would honestly start by planning out your goals for that, not counting your chickens before they hatch and assuming that within a year you'll have some international corporation because that's not always going to happen. But I think that you should address your goals for what you want to do with the time that you have in high school. And even if you don't have free time and you're just cutting it away from your sleep, what you want to do with that very precious time that you have. If you are passionate about something, I think that the first step is definitely to plan out what you want to do, regardless of what the subject is. If it's like even just practicing piano or whatever instrument you play and your goals are to perform at a festival or something similar like that, then that's something you definitely can plan out. Setting long-term goals is just as important as setting short-term ones. How can people reach you or Fermion Speaker Series? So actually, our website, fssaustin.com, has a contact form, and you can also reach us on our social media, at fssaustin. And thanks so much for doing this podcast episode with me, Varun. I hope to see you again. Of course. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Teen Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa, and I'll catch you next week.